is is a change of pace because we're actually doing this. <laughs> Look at us go! Wow. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. The snowball recorder, Mike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed, oh, hold on. Maybe we're not being picked up. Ooh, I'm not sure. Yep. You wanna? There we go. There we go. Let's move it forward a little bit. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, all right. We'll cut that out in post. No, don't put not. it on top of the mouse. Why not? Because the mouse can't support a mic. Oh, I don't know if this is. I don't know anything. Let's. Do you want to? Do you want to do an old-fashioned doo-wop group and get right up on it with both of our wet mouths? No, because I think we're we're fine as is. Bop shoo-wop. Anywho, we should have done this beforehand. Nah. Anywho. Hi. Um, howdy there, folks. Um, so, yeah, we're... we're if you getting, haven't noticed, uh, we're in season two now. Season two. Season two. Things have changed. The whiskeying. The whiskening. The whiskening. <laughs> we named that season um, a, a year ago. <laughs> um, we did. Um, so, yeah, uh, we have a new logo, slash we'll have one soon. Yeah, we got a new website. We got a new website. We're on the podcast app. We're, mm-hmm. we're starting to record more video games, things that we didn't record two years ago when I was 19. Can we... T- I was 19 years old when we were doing those. I was not but a babe. Jesus, yeah, we were young. Ah, so full of dreams, and now we're wizened old college graduates who sip our tea out of our coffee mugs. Hope we could hope you guys could hear that. I really with, desperately with hope you that you could. Eating your quinoa and brown rice with garlic. Goodness from the ground. Up. Is that just up? What else? No, that is up. That's just a really fancy pea. I mean, how fancy is the P? That's a pretty fancy P. No, it's because it's got the R in the end. Oh, yeah, for the registered. Yeah, registrar. So I can't say goodness from the ground up? Ah, shoot, you owe the money now. Oh, so I guess we should name the episode of this podcast Goodness, goodness from, from the, the ground, ground up, up with the with the registered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll get their goat. What, the, the Seeds of Change Company? Hey, also registered. You owe the money again. Oh, damn. Hold on, what else is registered? What are all the registered things on this on this package? Um, that symbol is trademarked. It's TM. Um, seeds of change and goodness from the ground up. Well, let's look at the card. back, see if they got anything else. Uh, oh, daily value? No, no, I don't think they trademarked that. I think that's just an asterisk. Yeah, I don't think you can do that anymore. You can't trademark the daily value. I think that was trademarked a long time ago. Oh, trademark 100% whole grain. Oh, uh, yeah, the the whole grain company. The whole grain society. Yeah, so we're we're, right. we're rolling deep in season two. Yeah, rolling in the deep. Yeah. Uh, that was my way of getting around. But ne- not everything has changed. You can mm-hmm. still text us mm-hmm. at, uh, but what's your phone number? You're not getting my <laughs> phone number. All right, everyone. Bo's phone number is. Please don't tell them. Four. No. Eight. Yeah. Four. I'm scared. Do you know it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I knew the first three, <laughs> and I knew that that would be enough to really get your goose. You're such a goose, Martha. You're such a goose. That's my favorite line in A Christmas Carol. <laughs> I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. When they're at Bob Cratchit's house. Uh, they're all like prancing and flancing about doing, you yeah. know, Bob Cratchit things. Sad stuff. That yeah. sad but happy. And Martha is just an idiot. Martha's one of the kids, I'm guessing. Yeah, one of the kids, yeah. and one of the older or or younger. I don't care. It doesn't matter. One of the kids is like, "Oh my God, Martha, you're so dumb," and she goes, "You're such a goose, Martha. You're <laughs> such a goose." <laughs> And I love that insult. I love um, it. Like, ah, oh, Ethan, what did you, you, you just ate all the grass I had been keeping here? You're such a goose, Ethan. I think that's such more of a, a goat thing to do. 
eat all of the grass? Yeah, goat, grass, goat, great. Geese eat. Whoa. Geese eat goats. <laughs> goats eat grass. I mean, geese eat grass. What a t-shirt big, you just made. Big font, little font. Big, big font, font, little font. font. Uh, Theophilus Thistle, the thistle sifter, sifted a sieve of unsifted thistles through the thick of his thumb. Now, my favorite is still Betty Botta. Betty Botta bought a bit of bitter butter. No, don't do Betty. I put it in her batter, and she said, this batter's bitter if I... No, wait. No, I always mess up what the words are. It's Betty bought That's a bought why it doesn't work. No, it's you Betty bought a bought a bit of butter. But she said this butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. So Betty bought a bought a bit of better butter and put it in her batter and they made her batter better. So twas better Betty bought a bought a bit of better batter. Butter. <laughs> Excuse me, audience. We'll 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 censor that with a with a goose honk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you gotta at least edit in one thing. Uh, God dang it. <laughs> another one. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> God take, dang it. We don't take the Lord's name in vain here. Nope. Uh, but that's the problem with a lot of tongue twisters. Is people are like, hey, I bet you can't say this really fast. I'm like, well, no, because I don't know what the fuck you just said. Yeah. My favorite is still the... She sells seashells by the seashore. Oh, because there are 8,000 variations yeah, of it. Yeah, the shells she sells are seashells, I'm, I'm sure. sure. For if she sells seashells by the seashores, um, I then the tell... shells are certainly shells? The, <laughs> then <laughs> no, the shells, shells are s- seashells, seashells, I'm sure. I'm sure. Seashore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about? What's on the docket? Alright, I probably should have waited until after you took that massive bite of rice. Rice. Did you ever play that game in, uh, middle school? It was, um, some sort of rice bowl game. What? Yeah, it was for language, my, like, my language arts class in middle school. Um, we would play it sometimes, and I was the best at it. It was uh, defining words, I think. What? Yeah, and every time you got one right, the website donated a grain of rice to an African village. That's that's really not very much. If you got a thousand things right, they'd be like, okay, here's a, here's a buck or two. <laughs> here's a pound of rice. Congrats. You spent five hours on our website. <laughs> I don't know. It's a neat thing. No, it's like, definitely cool. Like, um... The, 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 the Google replacement you use. Yeah, it plants trees. Cosia. Yeah, Ecosia. It's by Jane Goodall. And she, it makes trees in... Uh, Did in... you hear about Coco the Gorilla dying? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was tragic, because along with a lot... Whenever famous people, and I guess animals now, whenever they die, there are articles about them that just tell you how great they were. Yeah. And that really sucks that they wait until they're dead. So, you, like, you know all of these great things about them. But it's like... You can't, you can't be like, hey, you know who's great? David Bowie. That guy's great no, before he's dead. Because that'd be like... I have a counterpoint to that. No. Anthony Bourdain recently killed himself. Yes. Um, horrible. Tragic. I never realized how amazing of a person he is. Like, I'd seen a couple episodes of him on shows here mm-hmm. and there. Mm-hmm. He definitely seemed like an interesting guy. But then once he died, there were all these articles and, like, people on Twitter, like, talking about him and all of the great, amazing things he's done. 
and I wish that I had known any of that while he was alive. Whereas Gordon Ramsay, a figure in a very the very same world where Anthony Bourdain was a major player, mm-hmm. I'm constantly hearing stories about how he's nice to children. And I'm like, congrats, he's a functioning adult. Mm. He's a non he's not abusive to children as well as adults. Mm. And I just wish that some of that energy had been put towards like just always sharing good, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I dig what you're saying. Yeah. I dig what you're putting down, man. However, I am also sad that I did not know about how much Coco the Gorilla loved kittens. Really loved kittens. Did you she had her first kitten? For less than six months before it was hit by a car. No. And the only thing she signed afterwards for like a while was sad. She just signed the word sad. And I've never related more to something. It was like you... What was Eberk and the... And the Monkey Simon. And the Monkey Simon, yeah. In my, uh, do you want to tell the story of our first D&D campaign? Sure. In our first D&D campaign, I was the DM, of course, the dungeon master. I'm, have we not talked about D&D I much on I the podcast? I think we've talked about it cursorily. All right. Well, anywho. But we've never actually talked about what we've done. I'm a big old raging nerd, and I enjoy DMing because I am a control freak in board games. <laughs> I want everyone to play by the right rules and adhere to them. Um, Oif. I like rules, but that's not the point. Um, so I was DMing. It was a great time. I, I made up the campaign. It was grand. We were in a big That old... was a good homebrew. Thank you. Thank you. It was a really... I like homebrews. I do, too. I feel like it... Anyway, I digress. Continue with the story. Yeah, but it, we were... They were in a big city, and they had been invited on a really big boat. Like, big... Like, it takes a day to walk across boat. And they were there, and they were having a grand old time... It was and a party. We were invited by the Trade Prince-ish. Yes, yes. Trade Prince-ish had invited them because uh, Eberk was going to be the entertainment by playing some oh bagpipes. My, oh my god, you're so fucking right. Uh, I forgot that that's why we were there. Yeah, I did Because forget. I didn't even play for him. I just convinced him that I was really good at bagpipes. Uh-huh, because you didn't have any on, on person. Um, also, quick side note. Do you know how low Eberk's intelligence was? It was like three. It was a two. He is actually dumber than a majority of animals in the wild. Yeah, animal friendship. You did not know how to scale the powers. I didn't know. Animal animal friendship would have worked on you. (laughs) But charm persons wouldn't have. Someone would have held out an apple and gone... And Ebrook would have gone... And wandered towards it with his dumb little dwarf body. Alright, this now sounds a little offensive. Dwarves aren't that, that... Aren't that what? I don't know. He was literally a hill dwarf. Alright, what else were you saying? Oh, right, right, right. Well, anywho, they got they got there and they're having a good time. And on the top of the trade, the trade galley, there was a guy selling, like, exotic yeah, because animals. Because we had, um, before the concert, right? It was before the concert. Yeah, yeah before um, the concert. Bo was like, oh, you guys have a couple of hours before... Um, so you can just give me a roll to see how, like, No, 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 you told me, you, the, while they were entering on the, the boat, there was some stuff on the top, and there was some, like, sellers of different goods, because he's a trade prince, he's got a lot of merchants on the boat. Yeah. And one guy was selling monkeys, and Ebrook was like, yo, I want a monkey, and I was like, 
Okay, bought a monkey. And so he did. He bought a monkey, he named it Simon, and he fell in love with Simon. <laughs> and then, then came the free time. Then came a free time. So everyone said what they would do, and then they had to roll a d20 to see how well that went. Like, uh, Michelle's character wanted to go to the armory and see if there was anything she could find. Mm. And she rolled pretty low. It was she didn't, some, something she, like a four or five. Yeah, she didn't find the armory. Something low, but not catastrophic. And she ended up just getting lost and awkwardly walking into a room that was full of men gambling. And she was like... Really? Yeah. It was like the classic, like, open it and they're all gambling and they, like, all look at the same time to see who it is. And And she was like, I'm just... I want... Is there an armory? And they were all like, this isn't that. And she was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And she left. That's a pretty good representation of how her character acted. (laughs) And then it came to be my turn to roll my d20 to see how my hour went. And all I wanted from my hour was to spend some time with my monkey, Simon, get to know him, and just have a nice little evening. So I went to roll, my eyes gleaming with hope, and I looked down at what I rolled, and it was a natural one. I don't know how many of our audience members have played Dungeons & Dragons, but it is suffice it to say, a one means that... The way I like to put it that Bo disagrees with is God was watching you do something and he went, I don't want this to go well for you. No. And there is intervention that makes your life bad. It is you, basically you fail in a spectacular manner. You don't just, you don't just, it's not just, oh, your attack misses. It's, oh, your sword breaks in half as you strike it with it. And splinters you and you lose three health. Or it's not, oh... I I try to, uh, it's not I write myself on top of the rock to catch myself from the waterfall. You roll on that one and it's you swan dive off of the rock <laughs> into your plummeting death. It's, it's not you try and seduce the maiden you're talking to. It's uh, you take a sip from your drink, it get, it get caught in the back of your throat mm. and you vomit down her shirt. <laughs> it's not... You spend a nice time with your pet monkey. No! It's, you feed him a no, piece of No, no, Bo, it was not just that. You described the most glorious time oh. of us bonding, laughing, getting to know each other, yeah. developing the truest friendship that there ever were between I, beast and man. I did do And this. then I proffered him a piece of food, oh. and Simon gleefully took it from my waiting hand, his best friend in the world, giving him one of his favorite treats. Simon popped it in his little monkey mouth, and he choked to death. In my arms, I watched the life leave his eyes, and that was the closest I've come to crying during a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Oh, I don't know. You watched the tears well up in my eyes, You came pretty close... Not to you, you know, Ethan. You cried in our our what was it like a week ago? Remember? It was not a week. It was longer than that. But or yeah, it was like two weeks ago when you guys were were in the rain and in the jungle and it wasn't. It was after you guys got a, attacked by the 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 shambling mound. I didn't cry. I think Amy was in tears. Edgar cried. My character was crying. You were pretty close. It was just really, like, if you put yourself in the mind of the character, it's so hopeless. I know, it was pretty it hopeless. It is the bleakest, and really, I have evaluated me. If I'm ever in a life or death situation like that, I'm probably just going to bite a cyanide pill I have taped to the back of my tooth. No, but cyanide tooth. 
Yeah, I got... I, got oh, like, I can't do that because I grind my teeth in my sleep. I'd kill myself. <laughs> I'd kill myself unintentionally. But I just... So much hope is gone immediately when I'm faced with any minor inconvenience. So in a life or death situation, it's... it. I really just... like It's like, oh, you ran out of uh, arrows to shoot with your bow. I'm like... Can I break the bow in half and slit my throat with the shards? No. <sighs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> I mean... But yeah, so Bo killed off my monkey, and not only was this hard, I changed my character's bond. When you make a character, you have things like bonds and flaws and yeah. ideals. And so your ideal is you always stick up for the little guy, your, and your flaw is you can't resist a challenge, and your bond is... I would do anything for my mother. My mother is what I fight for. Mm. Stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then my bond was trying to find out what happened to my village. That was like what happened. Like, remember he, it was him and his little brother. Oh, that's right. And you guys woke up and just everyone was Everyone was gone. No bodies, no nothing. So they could have been slaughtered. I remember what happened They could have just left. Um, Oh, shoot. You're going to have to tell me, because it's not happening. We're not picking back up. No, I know. But, it was good. so, it was, that was my bond, was finding out what happened to my village and avenging my brother's death, because he died trying to figure this out, I believe. Some, maybe something like that. But this shook me to my core so much so that I was trying to, I wanted to go to the goddamn gods of fate and ask them why they have cursed me with my dead monkey. You were so close to... Was I really close to going to the gods? You had already met one. No, I hadn't. Yeah, you had. Who? You'd met... You... Remember, it was like the second to last session that we had. You guys went to an old spooky fortune teller. Just so everyone knows, this is over two years ago. Yeah, you guys went to that spooky fortune teller, remember? Mm. That was a god of fate. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. It was the wheel woman. That was the name of the carrot. That was the name of the god. All right. Anyway, <laughs> tell me what happened to my family. Tell me what oh, happened to the village. Right. What happened to the village is a long time ago, the village had been built on top of a... Oh, shoot. What are they called? An Indian barrel. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it had been... The, the, the site was uh, like a guard post a long time ago, but that had like... It was like a long time ago. I'm talking like kingdoms long. Yeah. And it was built on top of where a illithid ship had been buried. And illithids are mind flayers. You know the mind flayer, right? They no. Got, they look like little Cthulhu men, and they got little tentacles coming out of their Oh, kind of like the Oods from uh, Doctor Who. I don't know. They're octopus people that don't talk and they communicate telepathically. I guess so. Yeah, but anywho. Um, it was built on top of a, a, bur- like a, a buried illithid ship. Which are very precious because they're able to traverse the multiverse. Ooh. Yeah. Rick and Morty style. A little bit, except they're like huge battleships that fly. Well, Rick could build one if he wanted to. Yeah, but anywho, that you guys were built on top of that, uh, and the village had been fine, and like your village didn't even bother with anything. They didn't even know that. But... A, a mind flayer raiding party, not mind flayers themselves, but their minions were sent out to collect more uh, sentient beings to like feed the <gasps> they colony. Were slaves. Yeah, they're still alive. <gasps> I mean, no, they're not. Eberk, Eberk, you can find your family. No, most of them are. They were all brain food already. <laughs> but your brother wasn't dead. That was the oh. big, that was a big twisty twist. That's your brother fun. was alive. That's good. Good job. Yeah, but yeah, they were mind flayer food. That's fun. Uh-huh. 
Alright, well, thanks for tuning in to find out what happened to Eberk Fireforge's family. Oh yeah, I know you guys were invested. Yeah, I, I, it's good to know. Um, what else can we talk about from that campaign? Um, Tiberius, <sighs> was he a sex slave? Was Tiberius Grundlesplat a sex <laughs> he slave? He wasn't, he wasn't a sex slave. Damn he was it. from a, a pretty local, uh, like a... Prostitute or village. village. Alright. And, uh... Let's give them backstory on this. Uh, this was, was Tiberius Grundlesplat, something like that? No one's gonna want to listen to this. They're gonna like, what the hell is <laughs> um, this? It was played by our friend Ethan Cooksley. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got him from a slave ship. We met him, because he joined the campaign a yeah. few sessions in. And so was... Bo did a good job of Thank naturally you. introducing the character into the campaign. And he was on a slave ship. Um, very quiet, was not a terribly smart person, was very, very shy. Was very, that was his big thing, is he didn't like talking to anyone. Very big. The very size big. of a horse. Um, was, had a strength because Bo couldn't scale things. I just didn't know. At the, know, t- at I, the time. It was the first time. Yeah, I yeah. never, like... I was your first. I understand you were a little inexperienced. You were nervous. I was. And um, things got too big too fast. Um, uh, and it was a strength of 22. It was a strength of 22, which is as strong, strong as a brown bear. Yeah, he could go fist to fist with a bear and honestly win. He would win. He would, let's just be honest, he would win yeah. that fight. Um, so, every time Eberk interacted with Tiberius or had to reference him, he'd be like, Oh, um, my name is Eberk, these are my friends Lavinia and Vela, and this is Tiberius, who was a sex slave? Because he always asked, and mm. Tiberius just kind of would shuffle like, and not answer. So uh, Ebert just went a whole hog in believing that he was a sex slave, and was very open about that with strangers. Yeah. He wasn't a sex slave. He was from a local orc place, and uh, he got uh, bested in combat. Like a, like a, like a, kind of like, in, like, you know, juries for musical theater, how like you have to try to like stay in the, the major. Yeah. It was like that, but with orc combat. I was going to say, uh, you really could have just related it to Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Well, he got Game of Thrones oh, off. Yeah. And so he was. With the, it, um, oh damn it. The, the horse people. Oh, the Dothraki. The Dothraki. The Dothraki. Um. You uh, go fat. You go fat. Um, but, um, they, they don't know that. That's fine. It's fine. Um, but, um, yeah, he got kicked out, and so he was on his own way, and then he got captured. Who the fuck beat him in hand-to-hand combat? A god, mayhaps? Another orc. Like, well, he's a he's Was a it half two orc. orcs taped together? <laughs> no. Was it if two you, orcs standing if you were the, to call, together with a trench coat? He wasn't. Actually, you guys never fought. That was so... You guys did very little Do you know what we did, game. though? Um, my character, and a ha- who is a gnome, and a halfling... No, a dwarf, sorry. And a halfling... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, she was a gnome. A dwarf mm-hmm. and a gnome, we stood on each other's shoulders in a suit of armor and walked around, and no one thought twice. Nope. No one uh, thought anything of it. And then one of our friends... Oh, who was... They passed out, Right. And then I I tried to say that they had diabetes. No, no, no. You knocked... You killed a guard. Oh, right. You <laughs> killed a guard unintentionally. And then another guard came up and was like, Oh, what happened to him? Because you were also disguised as guards. And they were like, Oh, it's... His blood sugar's low. He's got diabetes. And he was like, What? And then you killed him too. Because you couldn't <laughs> think of a good lie. 
Um, excuse me, diabetes is a great lie. Million people, millions of people lie about having diabetes every day. They do? Ask about Dane. Dane's just lying. Dane is not lying. He just wants you to look at his butt more. I mean, that's true. And boy, do we. Bo, I think we're leaving out the most important story from that campaign. What was it? What was the most important story? I think you know. Oh, you can tell it. It's All right. your favorite story. It's, <laughs> it's by so far. Good. It's by far. It's one of my favorite D and D stories. Because it's just you. so absurd, and it's just such a confluence of perfect things. Yeah. So we were walking, and we were wanted by the city guard for having murdered. Oh many no, of not them. that. This oh, story. the crab story. What were you thinking? No, of? I was thinking when they killed Ish. Oh, you can tell that one. Okay. You tell that one, then I'll tell my favorite all story. Alright, alright. You tell your favorite story. Uh, okay. Uh, mine first? Yeah, your all favorite. Alright, <clears throat> so we were wanted by the city guard for various murders, including one that Bo will tell us about. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, we weren't bad people. We were just confused and blood horny, I would say. Yeah. Um, and we, we encountered a massive bridge, like a bridge that connected two cities, essentially. Basically. Um, th- think of the Annapolis Bay Bridge, but more, and for walking as well. Uh, that's for Maryland people, though. That's not for you. Thank you. <coughs> I was confused. Yes. You couldn't see it on my face, but it, it, it was a confused face. Uh, I couldn't see your face on your face, but it was a face of confusion. That is a face of anger. You're gonna tell the story. <laughs> so we were we approached this, and there were guard guard towers dispersed sporadically throughout the the bridge, and we saw that, and we were like, "Oh shoot, what are we gonna do?" Well, we better try and just blend in with the crowd. We step. We walked for less than a minute on the bridge, and were immediately stopped by guards mm-hmm. because they recognized us, being that we were two small things. Uh, a giant fucking orc and a woman that was covered in black necrotic scars. Mm-hmm, uh, we'll mm-hmm. get to that story later. Are we just it's... gonna recount the I entire? Think we are the entire broken man campaign. I think we might. Oh dear. Um. So we got stopped by a guard, um, who tried to arrest us. So Eberk, being the the firecracker wit that he is, pointed at this man and screamed to the crowd, "This man raped my mother." And Bo made me roll to convince the crowd, and I rolled a motherfucking nat 20, which is the opposite of a nat 1, so the gods looked at me and smiled. And I convinced every person that could hear me that this man brutally raped my mother and he needed to pay for his crimes. And I should clarify that there was already some serious racial tension (laughs) In the city at this point, and Eberk happened to be of a minority dwarf uh, race as opposed to the majority human race of the... uh, So I started a race riot. You did. You caused an entire section of the city to riot. (laughs) And we never picked the campaign up after that. Nope, that was the last thing Eberk did. Everything he touches turns to shit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Oh dear! That the the thing with Michelle's day. character, the black necrotic scars. Long story short, she died. Bo felt bad because it was like our third session. Second. It was our second session of his first campaign, so he br- made her break a deal with one of the gods of death. I should have made her. I should have made her dip into being a warlock, but I didn't. It's know fine. That. She's I still didn't, I, You know what? No, I shouldn't have made her. But it would have been a great opportunity <laughs> to do so. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, you can keep playing this character, but you're gonna, you're gonna have to have some. 
just just roll with this. And right. she was like, okay, and it's fine. So your so your um story. Oh right. Well, you know that boat where uh, uh, Eberk lost his monkey. Well, basically what happened was, after being very sad... Sounds like a weird way of losing your virginity. Yeah, you know when uh, he lost the monkey? <laughs> yeah, you do? Um, no, but, uh... He... After the the loss of the monkey, Eberk was real upset. Everyone was kind of sad. But they got to the big banquet hall, and there was, like a, a like, a little menagerie of performances. A cabaret, if you will, with, like, flame dancers Jugglers. and... Juggling bears and knife throwers and Eberk playing the bagpipes. And it was good. I it, played well. Yeah, you did. You played a sorrowful tune and everyone cried. It was very good. <laughs> Basically what happened was <laughs> there was an assassination attempt on Isha's life, at which they were able to defend him from. And But one of the assassins escaped to the bottom of the ship. The dred- dredges? Dredges of the ship? I don't know. Got to the, like, car... Poop. The bottom, the bottom. No, poops, poops up. Poops, poop, poop up. Poop, poop decks up. Um, but uh, they got down there, and then the assassin set fire to the ship on the inside, and it was bad. And so they tried to escape through this burning ship, and it was terrible. They almost died on a couple of cases. That was a stressful escape. Remember when you started smashing your way through the upper floors? Oh, yeah, we did. We used Tiberius to just run through them all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was fun. That was fun. It was stressful. So. I thought you guys were going to die. But anywho, eventually, uh, after going up a couple st- floors, they get to the uh, like main captain's quarters, which was the, the living quarters of Ish on this giant boat. And they get there, and the room's filled with smoke and fire, and Ish is passed out. And his, like... Helper is His right-hand man. His right-hand man is, like, also, like, fail... He's faltering, and he's like, Hey, help me out. Please make sure that Ish is okay. You can't let him die. He's a very important man, and I love him. Don't let him die. Not... Yeah. So we carried him a considerable amount. You did. You carried it, and then eventually there was too much fire, so you guys were like, We're gonna have to jump. And you looked out of a window that was in the boat, and you saw that it was, like, a 30-story drop. 30 story, 30, 30 foot Jesus. drop. It, 300 I, feet. It was a long drop. It was a big drop. It was a potentially it, lethal drop. Yes. So we had to, we all took agility checks mm-hmm. to make sure we could jump. Yeah. And you know, they were going to have to do it with a disadvantage if they took the guy. And so they were like, Ethan, you, you, you. All right. So our dear, sweet friend, Sam Sweeney, oh, uh, shout out to Sam Sweeney out in Nebraska. Boop, boop. Um, she was playing Lavinia Tealeaf, a sorcerer. She was tasked with helping drag Ish, mm-hmm. um, and she was one of the last ones to jump, and she couldn't take the disadvantage. She couldn't do it, so the other choice was to leave Ish there to die, and we couldn't, and she couldn't bring herself to do it, so I slyly suggested, why don't you mercy kill Ish so that he doesn't burn to death and wake up when he feels the flames and feel himself dying? And she was like, oh, great, great, perfect idea. Could not think of anything better. So she takes out her little her little uh, gnome dagger and slits his throat. Just as she presses the blade and starts to cut across, Ish's eyes burst open and he clutches at his throat with the blood seeping between his fingers and starts screaming. And Lavinia is very shooken. She, she is shooketh to her core. Mm-hmm. And then she looks up and sees Ish's right-hand man 
on a deck below getting engulfed in flames and the last thing that his assistant sees is Ish dying and he just screams out Ish! And uh, then Sam Sweetie jumped and we all swam away. Mm -hmm. Everyone swam away and they were all fine. Uh, But we murdered the Uh richest man in the world. Uh, Third richest man. Third richest man in the world. Yeah. So that's what we did. Ish the trade prince of oh what was the place's name? Bow. Morena? Do you know what Ebert also had? Maracas. He had <clears throat> big dick energy. Oh, God. What a segue. We we found... <laughs> apparently, Ethan was reading something I was on, on Twitter, just Twitter. scrolling through. And something that's been very popular recently, recently is the concept of big dick energy. Which, I don't know what that is. And I... <laughs> A hundred percent. No, I can put it together because big dick energy. But no, that doesn't. I, it makes sense if you think about it. Um, but it is an interesting concept. So I pulled up an article all about it. Um, so I'm gonna read this article. Yeah. Are you gonna read the whole? Is it a long article? Uh, I don't know. Um, we. So, if you look hard enough, it's everywhere around you. So is its absence. We are talking about big dick. Energy. Like Big energy. dick energy is the unavoidable subject of the minute on social media. What began as a joke inspired by the death of one of the premier prese- possessors of Big Dick Energy has since sparked an all-consuming cultural urge to deser- determine who possesses it and who is lacking, as well as the urge to define it, which raises some trickier questions. What is BDE? Does one need colossal male genitalia to possess it? How do we spot it? Well, if it's colossal, you can spot it. How does one obtain it? And why would one want to? No doubt the concept of BDE and the discussion it ignites are entertaining, but beneath the initial jolt of faux-erotic titillation and scandal is a bigger conversation about how we talk about masculinity and admiration. BDE is as fascinating as it is frustrating in that you don't need to be a man or have prodigious genitalia. (laughs) Prodigious? My boy is a prodigy. Look at his big dick. (laughs) Look at that big dick energy he has. (laughs) Uh, um, Nor does it necessarily refer to anything sexual, but rhetorically, it is still very much dick-dependent. As we sort various members of society into those who have BDE and those who don't, it ultimately says a lot about us and what we value. Um, okay. Oh, let's loop it back around again. It comes from Anthony Bourdain. It, the stories begin with death. This month saw the death of chef, author, food personality, Anthony Bourdain. So old article, but okay. No, not that old. It's from... A month? June 27th, Bo. Yeah. That's a week old. Wait, what? It's like a week, two weeks old. Anthony at most. Bourdain died? died in June. What? Yeah, I thought he's been dead for a while. No, um, a man known for his taste, intelligence, and irreverence when it came to food and travel, Bourdain had pure grit coursing through his veins and the courage to try to change the way we look at the world. Um, when he died, Twitter user, I'm not gonna credit him, coined the term "big dick energy" to eulogize him. We're talking about how Anthony Bourdain had big dick energy, which is what he would have wanted. At first glance, remembering Bourdain's legacy in connection with his genitalia might seem crass. 
but it works because Bourdain wasn't afraid to be crass and humorous when the situation called for it. It's not hard to imagine Bourdain laughing possibly in a Vietnamese pho shack if someone told him he was going to be remembered for having the air of someone possessing gargantuan reproductive organs. Yeah, it's much less flattering if a woman has gargantuan reproductive organs. Is it? <laughs> hey, look at the ovaries on her! Oh, I can see him poking out. Ooh. Yeah, like, imagine like a fist-sized ovary. Big. Ovary. Ovary. Energy. Energy. Ooh, it doesn't roll as well. No. Um. Oh. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's possessing the energy of one who is well endowed. Um. Oh, apparently, um, Ariana, uh, Grande, who recently got engaged to Pete Davidson from SNL, um. They did? She wrote a song called Pete about him. And when inquiring about the length of the song, someone said, oh, how long is Pete? And she said, did a gut reaction. She said, oh, like 10 inches? And then realized her error. Um, yeah. Oh my god. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and someone tweeted, Pete Davidson is six foot three with dark circles, exudes big dick energy, looks evil, but apparently is an angel, and loves his girl publicly. The only thing wrong with him is that he's a Scorpio, but anyway, I'd marry him within a month, A Scorp... A Scorpio. Like, the... Oh, the star sign. star sign. Alright, so it seems like these things started big dick energy. As, okay, someone wrote... A woman wrote... I feel like that's important to mention when talking mm. about big dick energy, mm. is the dick and those who might not be as dick-dowed. Dick-dowed. Um, <laughs> oh, you got me. What we're talking about is really more of an aura, a vibe. There are men with big dicks, but who do not ooze BDE. That sounds like an illness. Oh, Bo, your BDE is oozing. Oh, no. You can see all of my bones now. <laughs> It's bad. Bone density. <laughs> Enigma. Enigma. Can you imagine if your disease was titled as the as an enigma? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You have shifting skull enigma. <laughs> what? What is do I have? You have ever-growing tooth enigma. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have chattering cartilage enigma. <laughs> chattering. You have oh. transient knee enigma. <laughs> Transient me. I'm trying to visualize what all these symptoms, like the symptoms of transient me. Well, it's where you look down and your kneecaps like up by your hip bone. You're like, get back down there. You get my. That was a little bit like my mom's knee, where it was just on the side. She's like, get, you get back on my knee. Wait a second. Before we get back to this, my dad's favorite story of all time was you know how like during Thanksgiving sometimes like. Family members or community members will get together and they'll like play uh, like a, a game of like pickup football or something. Yeah. <clears throat> community white people things. Yeah. Why did you say white people things? I don't know. I feel like f- football on Thanksgiving just feels like like people wearing Gap sweatshirts. How would someone named Dustin is playing? Was someone named Dustin playing when you guys were playing? I don't believe so. All right, continue with Anyways, your white I wasn't... people story. I'm so confused. Just what? continue. All right. Anywho. You don't have big dick energy. You wouldn't understand. No, I wouldn't. Apparently, I guess not. <laughs> I don't I don't ooze the energy. <laughs> you don't your big dick doesn't ooze. <laughs> <laughs> um 
But uh, what was I saying? Right, right, right. So we're playing. They're 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 playing like a game of pickup football, and like one of our neighbors is there, and like my dad and the neighbors are all playing, and they're having fun. I didn't go because I was tired or something. And, I don't know. and yeah, you probably yeah. ate something. Yeah, and they're all playing, and they're like hiking around the football, and it's supposed to be like two hand touch or whatever yeah. it is, but some guy accidentally like tackles the person, and they go down. And, like, they land, and it's kind of ugly. And everyone's like, oh, are you okay? And the one guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And the other guy, like, doesn't get up. Whoa. And they're like, hey, are you okay? And he's just looking at his leg. And then he starts screaming. And they're like, oh, my God, what happened? Because his leg looks fine. He goes, I can't find my kneecap. What the fuck? I've lost my kneecap. And they look, it's gone. He has they transient knee. He has transient knee. They knocked, the, he landed, the, the guy hit his leg so hard oh. that it tore the ligaments that hold the knee in place. And That's a lot had, of ligaments. It had slid down to like where his calf is. It went like the oh. opposite of the Achilles tendon where it goes like a... Like yeah. a, uh, a curtain. curtain? Yeah. yeah. It did the opposite where it, like... Favorite <laughs> metaphor. It slopped down. And so it was... The, he had lost his kneecap. Yikes. And he, yeah, they, I can't find my kneecap! <laughs> and so we, we quote that all the time. I lost my knee! Amazing. Yeah. So, um, so back to big dick energy. And transient knees. Um, there are men with average to little ones who can have so much BDE, you're surprised to find that their wang doesn't touch their knee. Which is the real transient knee enigma. <laughs> okay, it's not about brandishing large, flapping genitalia when someone insults you or constantly proving to people that you possess a big dick. It's the complete opposite. It's the self-confidence to know that a colossal endowment isn't a measurement of one's value. Mm. BDE might stem from having a literal BD, but it's not dependent upon any sort of genitalia. All right, I get that. I don't need to read the rest of the article. Yeah, I think I'm good. I'm, I'm satisfied. Yeah, so it's just, they have so much... It's Greg so Wood. Greg Wood has big dick energy. Yes, he does. He, he does. I'll let him know. You should tell I'll, him. I'll say, Greg, you got it. you're doing a great job on the show. I really admire your big dick energy. Yeah, he does. He does. Cause it's people who walk into a room and you're like, wow, that is... That is some big dick energy. <laughs> big dick energy right there. I'd say Akeem is... is Akeem's got some big dick energy. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Who else? Who else? At, working at the festival. Who? I think you have transient knee energy. <laughs> transient <laughs> knee energy where they go, shoot, are his, is he okay? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what's going on with his body right now, but I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I'm pretty He's sure it's not... Shifting cerebral energy. <laughs> Wait, what did the I... The synapses what, jump around. What did I first say? What was it? The skull? Shifting skull shifting enigma. Shifting skull enigma. <laughs> I like to think it's like your skull rotates around, but your the skin stays where it is, so it's just like your skin's it's not just, quite moving. The eyes look like they're rolling back, and then like just the teeth get slightly. <laughs> and it looks like a Halloween mask that you put on like a bowl or something. <laughs> That is horrifying. Or a spray-painted goldfish ball (laughs) just rolling around on the inside. Oh, God. You you hear the click and clack as your neck realigns to different portions (laughs) of your skull. (laughs) And then you slowly relocate your face and 
twisted around your yeah, eyes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry guys. Uh, Shifting skull enigma. I'm not sure what it does or why it's happening, but S-I-C. I got it. SSE. Uh, wow. We really we really talked about um, D&D, a lo- D&D a lot. We did. D&D and BDE. That's the name of the pot. That's the name of this episode. Alright, that's a good D&D one. D&D and BDE. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. That's pretty topical. Big Dick Energy is pretty topical. Yeah, we're to- we're cool. We're hip. Oh, I can't wait for my mom to hear about How Big it- Dick Energy. It's not topical if we talk about something that happened two years ago, 20 minutes before we start talking about the topical thing. No, it's topical. D&D is happening. Do you want to talk about our current campaign? No, because we only have a minute left. Yeah. Um, Amy fucked a cat. Yeah. Yeah, Amy's character straight up had sex with a cat man. Yep. That cat man do have big dick energy. And with that, I think we will leave you all. Right, all. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Uh, do you want to do the wrap ups? I don't sure. know what they are. Um, you can. So you usually you would start at the base of the foot. No. And then you would take the gauze. You and just can start email us up. at twhiskey at gmail Or you can Twitter at us uh, on Twitter at tea and whiskey. Uh, T E A. A N D W H I S K Y because you should. Uh, there we go. And uh, the same thing on Instagram. Yep. And our website is teenwhiskey.com. Yep. If you're interested. We don't really have much there yeah. yet. Um YouTube channel if you want to revisit some old gameplays before we throw up Euro Truck Simulator 2. Oh, Gonna go ahead and drop that name. Don't tease them too much. Ooh, yeah. Um we tried whiskey. playing. We try. We'll let them know about the yeah. Batman. You we know, tried playing the Batman Telltale game, but Bo's little computer it tried its damnedest. It could run either the recording software or the video game, but Lord help it, it could not do both, and it crashed several times. And it's a shame. We were gonna get some good footage from that. It's like, it's like almost a six-year-old laptop. It's doing yeah. pretty good. Yeah, tried its damnedest. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out, though. I, we definitely should play that game. Oh, yeah, no. Well, I already bought it. I hope we can. Yeah. All right, so... Maybe you can pull out a camera and record the screen <laughs> while we're doing it. Like, shaky cam? Yeah. Found footage. <laughs> Found footage of tea and whiskey playing Telltale Bat... It was season two, also. Uh, we didn't, we couldn't, even, we we didn't, didn't even, even think of season one. We got there, we were like, oh, shoot, there's another season? We saw, we saw it off the bat. We were like, oh, Batman, great, let's play it. It's on sale. That's because no one... It's because everyone was still playing season one. All right. Well, this has been Tea and Whiskey, and we'll see you all here next time. Uh, next time. Uh, next time. See you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.